Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Plex Podcast. We do this show live every Sunday from 7 p.m. Pacific to 9 p.m. Pacific and beyond into red light. You can join the chat at discord.me slash echoplex and you can support this project at patreon.com slash echoplex. Also, just check out everything on our website, echoplexmedia.com. Enjoy the show.
Cracks in pavement, rusted metal, old souls. So a couple weeks ago, we had the Minnesota Child on Local Love. So check out our other podcast, Local Love. And it's about 8 o'clock, so it's time for it to hit, us to hit the docket. Welcome to the Plex. We do this show from maybe not the heart, but like the outskirts of Silicon Valley <laughs> every Sunday night, starting at 7 p.m. Pacific and going until 9 p.m. Pacific and beyond into red light. If you want to support us, please do at patreon.com slash echoplex. Um, you can find me on the contact page of our website, echoplexmedia.com. And you can also find links to us on danbadondi.com, but you need to click everything. Um, the media went, you should join us on discord because our discord is projected on the ceiling. Bonus points for your Snoop Dogg gifts. Uh, <coughs> Meanie Wench is uh, Weed Queen at, I don't know, the fucking Necoplex contact page, too. I don't know what my problem is today. That's a good out. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Who are you? I am Jeremy Monster, <laughs> and you can find me at Jeremy Monster on Instagram, or you can find me at Jeremy Monster on Twitter, yelling at Donald Trump because he fucking sucks. I am an historian, here to provide all the uh, technical points about... Uh, what went on in the past and you can find me at historian underscore a n on twitter Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> glad you're the contact page on the website oh my gosh tomorrow. you're on twitter now congrats hey everyone this is the breadboard baker um you can find me at the breadboard bakery on facebook and instagram and breadboard baker on twitter because they have one less letter hey producer dave you need to give the people what they want Look, you're doing fine, losing to your disease. 
Thanks for uh, <laughs> making it clear there. So we're going to get right to the stories. The first story is a local story from Houston. And I don't know who the nice guy is in this story, but uh, there's definitely some assholes in this story. It's a tiger tale that's going viral. News outlets across the country now reporting on this bizarre Houston headline. A tiger left in a vacant home and discovered by a pot-smoking trespasser. In the meantime, there are a lot of questions about where, if anywhere, exotic animals are allowed in our area. We have Channel 2's Taisha Walker tracking all of this down for us tonight. She's live in Southeast Houston, where the tiger was found yesterday. Taisha? Bill and Lauren, exotic animals like the tiger that was found in the garage right behind me are not allowed in the city of Houston unless you own a zoo. But there are certain counties within the state of Texas that will allow them as long as you have a permit. Fucking Texas. What the fuck? (laughs) I mean, it's 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 baller. I mean, this this is this is the kind of shit that you should have on MTV's Cribs. But that's a that's not just a. A prop. That's a commitment. And you know look, what? even I, my tiger's They described the house as vacant, and I think that that is factually incorrect. There was, in fact, a fucking tiger inside <laughs> there of the house. There was a tiger inside there. See, what happened was is that this guy had a tiger, but he was out of town a lot, and so he rented the house for from his friend. And then so the the house was actually rented specifically for the, for the tiger. tiger. It's like a, the, yeah. the Texas-sized version of the story we did about Willow Glenn a couple of weeks ago. Exactly. Either that or he was babysitting it for Mike Tyson. <laughs> yeah. Either way, fuck it. It's, it's his house now. I'm not going to argue with the fucking tiger. <laughs> Investigators with the Major Offenders Animal Cruelty Division are looking for the person who was illegally harboring this nearly 400-pound cat inside of a Southeast Houston home. A woman tipped 311 off about the male tiger living in a cage in an unlocked garage in the 9400 block of East Avenue J. It's something that very, 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 very few people are equipped to handle. The tiger was taken to the Cleveland Armory Black Beauty Ranch in Murchison, Texas, southeast of Dallas. It's a wildlife sanctuary like the one Lewis Dorfman runs in Boyd, Texas, north of Fort Worth. He says tigers are harder to get these days now that more states have regulations in place, but it's not in Possible. With a lot of effort and uh, uh, a few contacts, uh, somebody could buy a tiger still. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I th- okay, so I didn't realize that the tiger was in a cage. I thought he was roaming around the whole house. I'm like, if you want to just catch the tiger, just put a big box in the middle of the living room and eventually the tiger will catch itself <laughs> because it doesn't matter all cats will find the box we're, we're missing the uh, whole point of this story we now have a law and order spinoff major animal investigations <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so yeah i was under the assumption that the tiger was just walking around too now that i found out it's in the cage i'm glad the stoner found it and the yeah. tiger is probably in like a slightly bigger cage somewhere no Thank wait God a minute no, no this story can't end good no, no, no he's in a sanctuary <laughs> he's in a season which means yeah, that yeah, cage with the stoner smoking no, weed no, no. so it's um, a paddock it's yeah it's a wildlife thing it's it he's probably um, he's probably several backyards he's probably has acres yeah and several backyards of chain link to a nice little tigress and you know now that you now he's right now that there are more laws it's harder for a sanctuary to find them cuz you can't keep a fucking tiger in your house it's kind of hard to hide a tiger that too. I, was there. I mean, I mean, um, if some stoner found it, it wasn't right. exactly hidden. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it unlocked a garage. Like who leaves a tiger in a garage and then leaves it unlocked? Well, oh yeah, some, a person you know, that has a tiger in a garage. Everybody leaves this one or two. Has a 
the, the guy maybe the guy was higher than the people that found it and he's like the tiger will protect it except that he forgot that the tiger's totally in a cage uh, you know i've left Dude. you know ice trays behind in the fridge when i moved out of a house no this stoner now has a <laughs> fantastic new business model <laughs> the high animal investigation a service yeah thank god for stoner exotic animal yeah right. i know yeah. right around houston there um there are some people slinging weed and they're ge- they're going yo this shit makes you see tigers <laughs> <laughs> we checked and found that harris galveston and montgomery counties allow exotic animals if they're registered harris county gave out two exotic permits since 2016 galveston has not issued any new permits since 2007 no exotic animals are allowed in Fort Bend County, and Montgomery County has not issued any new permits. Permits or not, Dorfman says most people shouldn't own a tiger. They require a special diet, at least an acre of space, and a lifetime commitment. He's currently helping to rehabilitate Nala, the tiger spotted roaming the streets of Conroe three years ago. She's a sweetheart. She's a lovely tiger and very affectionate. Loves to lay at my feet and have me scratch her tummy, but understand that's with me. That's not to say she wouldn't kill anybody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's a fucking tiger. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, they say most people shouldn't own a tiger because... It's a tiger. You can tell a Texan, but you can't tell him much. <laughs> <laughs> For all my Texas friends out there, I've been telling you that this whole time. So check this out. If you're going to go smoke weed in an abandoned house... Look out for the tigers. Look out for the tigers. <laughs> They're great. So two weeks ago, we covered... <laughs> two weeks ago, we covered um, Candace Owens. She had said that... Oh, she said some weird shit about Hitler and how like, it would have been fine if he would have only done his Nazi shit inside of Germany, but then he decided to be a globalist and fucked everything up. Well, she's going to go on Lou Dobbs and clear it all up. Candace, great to have you here. Uh, let's start. Thank you uh, for having me. <laughs> it's great to see you. Uh, I, I want to start by addressing some of the remarks of yours from late last year that were dredged up by a leftist advocacy group uh, to uh, to attack you, claiming you seem to defend Hitler while explaining the term nationalism. Uh, <laughs> your your thoughts. I know you tried to straighten this thing out last Friday. Let's, uh, you know. Let's, yeah. Well, look, you and I both know what this is, obviously. The left has me as a major target because I have been effective at delivering conservative principles to the black American community. Plain and simple. They am the number one target because I am leading a revolution called Blexit, which is going to encourage black Americans to finally look at the real history, the very racist history of the Democrat Party, which has not served us. So first they ignored me, okay? Then they laughed at me, and now they are fighting me at every turn with the most ridiculous thing. The most ridiculous, the, the idea that I, a person who flew 30 this, hours. Candace, she, Candace let, let, let's get to the point here. Uh, this business with Hitler and nationalism. Uh, there's, you are a number one target or among the number one targets for media matters, for all the left-wing advocacy groups. Uh, they're going to try That's to correct. kill you, uh, uh, figuratively speaking. Uh, no doubt. This is the most softball interview and she's just fucking sucks at it. Dude. Yeah. So I'll say this one thing. <laughs> the idea of rebuilding roads and infrastructure in a country that has suffered devastating economic collapse nice idea but when you combine when you do combine that with 
hatred and the uh, and the want to cleanse a society of everything that causes problems that's when you start going wrong that's like we'll fix all the roads in oakland if all of the black people move out yep i mean that's sort of gentrification but what if they <laughs> what if they were to say but all the white people move out then that shit wouldn't happen no. ever see gentrification is capitalist and that's a good thing so here's more of candace owens trying to explain herself on uh lou dobbs straighten out this thing with hitler and uh uh, and nationalism real quick if you would the discussion was about nationalism and whether it's okay for conservatives to say that they are nationalists and what i said is that the word nationalism is wrongly attributed to hitler because he was not a nationalist he was not focused on on trying to bring the, the germans to a better state because he was actively killing german jews he was also trying to expand and he was an imperialist Hold on, and historian is uh, doing some doing some uh, stretches. He was also trying to expand, and he was an imperialist. He was a homicidal maniac, and we need to stop associating nationalism two, um, with two of the most uh, two of the evilest uh, figures in evil. in, in history. Uh, so, Absolutely. have you learned a disgusting. lesson here? Uh, let me just curious, yes, because in this, in this business, it's a very simple thing: the news business. Anybody who bring, brings up Hitler loses. Every single <laughs> I've time. learned that. Okay, so when that you look correct. for a metaphor, take it from the old guy. <laughs> Find another yeah. metaphor. Find yeah. another symbol. I, a, another symbol. I, I will totally, totally take that advice. I've learned my lesson. Well. Okay, before Ann Historian gets at it, Lou Dobbs just gave away the game. He's like, listen, if you want to talk about how all that shit was okay, you got to do it in a different way and don't call it by its name. Yeah. Hitler led the national socialist party this guy used the nationalism that was drummed up from the first world war to uh, whip germans into a fervor granted there was some money behind him and some rich folk wanted to use him to uh, further uh, their own uh, interests within the new german government that was forming in the 1930s and they wanted a front man this guy could just uh, act crazy and speak loud, the loudest in all the beer halls, so they picked him. But he sure as heck was... What am I, why am I saying heck? He was sure as hell a nationalist <laughs> uh, uh, because he wanted everything to, he wanted to do everything he could to make Germany great again. For the, for the fatherland, they said. For the fatherland? Yes. <laughs> would, you like to, would you like to play Gestapo? <laughs> Gestapo? But the, the problem is, is that the problem is, is that they're, they're always trying to split this, they're always trying to split this thing into like its individual components and saying, well, oh, there's this little individual component and this little individual component. And I'm like telling you that I don't give a shit what kind of ingredients you put in the bread. The bread is poison and it's killing the people in my community. Mm -hmm. And they're like, well, I don't know. Maybe, you know, it was the blah, blah, blah flour. And I'm like, I fucking don't know shit about your flour. I just know that your bread is killing the people in my community. And so they're like just, just splitting these little tiny hairs about the, the history of fascism. Little tiny hairs and all over my face. And there's no they're just trying to like bog everybody else down in mm -hmm. argument about these like little tiny things where you might get it wrong. And then they're like, ha, you're wrong. And I've won the debate. And it's like, well, no, you're totally still a fascist. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, I could be wrong all day and yeah. you're still a piece of shit. That's what they're best at is picking out whatever they want to like further their argument and then calling everybody else wrong. Like you, what'd you say about a, a pigeon on a chessboard, dude? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry we had to talk about that. We're going to move on to this guy that went on to Fox and Friends. And uh, friends and friends and friends and friends and friends. And friends.
As I told you, my 2019 resolution is to say things on air that I say off air. I don't think I've washed my hands for 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) Really, I don't. I I don't really wash my hands. Someone help me! No, I I inoculate myself. Uh, It's not germs are not a real thing. I can't see them, therefore they're not real. So you're becoming immune to all of the all the bacteria. Exactly, I can't get sick. Uh, Trump thought about having this guy run the Veterans uh, Administration. Uh, (laughs) I see not, therefore they not am. Oh, man. It's hard to inoculate yourself <laughs> while you're nauseating yourself, right? It has, a, but my 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 comment was, but have you showered? <laughs> because if you showered, then you've washed your hands at least once a day, right? If you've washed your hair, you've washed, washed your, your hands. hands. Oh my, yeah. Well, we've named the episode, hooray! And he says, <laughs> if you wash your hair, you've washed your hands. He says, I inoculate myself. If he doesn't believe in germs, what does he inoculate himself with? A cootie shot? A cootie yes. shot. Yes. From a Doc McStuffins little fucking... Circle, circle. There you go. Dot, dot, baby. That's right. That, that's, that's the only way. Or, um, you know, or, or is it a, a daily affirmation, I shall not get sick because you germs don't even exist? Call me Doc. That's like love. hiding behind Call a piece of grass love. and thinking that somebody can't see you. Like, oh. It's like you trying to hide behind well, a light bulb. I, I, I can't see taxes. I shouldn't have to pay them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe this guy's got a point. I think this guy on Fox News thought he was being edgy and cool and funny and interesting and thought provoking. And um, he was on Fox News. So I do want to say that that's about as close to thought provoking as Fox News is probably going to get on any given day. To make you go, ew, this guy doesn't wash his hands. <laughs> It's like not that it's that you would it's it's the it would never occur to you that you certainly do. I mean, unless you don't wash your hair when the person whose fucking boots you lick is under indictment for everything under the fucking sun, mm-hmm. you have to f- try to go find your happy place. You and if grab your the happy place cycle. is fucking germ covered. Then I guess so be it. You're grabbing the news cycle, getting it away from uh, Donald Trump in hopes that he'll write you a check and let you shine his shoes again. Well, he can't play. I mean, Fox can't play all the fucking clips that everybody else plays because otherwise. They would realize that grandpa needs his medication and his diaper change. They will also become the enemy of the people. I would love a show on Fox. You know that show they have the five. We should just do that show for the fuck that show. The five five. and five and five and five. (laughs) <laughs> it's been a while since we've talked about Jimmy Dore on this show. Um, if you're not familiar, Jimmy Dore had a podcast called The Jimmy Dore Show. He's on the, the Young Turks Network. Um, he's had a few minor disagreements with uh, Sam Cedar of the Majority Report. Uh, he spread the, the conspiracy theory about Seth Rich. He spread the conspiracy theory about Pizzagate. Yeah. And... Um, he, but he's a liberal or i'm sorry a leftist or a progressive or whatever it is whatever he could still be a leftist or a liberal be a trash bag that's exactly important and this guy is a fucking so he's gonna talk about journalists and 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 the rights of journalists and free speech and he doesn't think that's what he's talking about he's just gonna talk about he just likes to throw like um centrist liberal centrist is a bad word he likes to throw like sort of mainstream democrats and liberals under the bus so he wants he's going to throw some um journalists under the bus but he's going to say something as a supposed journalist or commentator that's very stupid so after uh world war ii and the whole the holocaust Mm -hmm. in germany correct me if i'm wrong did they not make it illegal to be a nazi and give the nazi salute it's not it's still illegal still illegal to give the nazi salute yes 
After the Red Scare and what they did to people in the United States during the McCarthyite smears, people lost their jobs and careers got ruined, people committed suicide and all. After, this should be illegal to do McCarthyite smears. We should have made it illegal and now guys like Josh Rogan would have to go to prison and he would have to know what actual shame is because apparently his parents did a horrible job raising him and he doesn't have that thing that connects shame to his actions. No, you don't mean that because because that's a significant infringement on, on speech and, and the red what, scare. he should go to jail for yes. this? I, I, I think should, if, should, if you can make it illegal, to, job. If, you yeah. can, if you can make it illegal to give the Nazi salute, well, they don't it have, should be illegal they to They don't do have freedom of speech like we have in, in the US. Okay. It's a totally different standard. And also, you're not. I know because people, your, your critics will say this. So let me just defuse them right now. Oh, okay. You're not equating the Red Scare with the Holocaust. You're not doing that. No. Right? Yes. No. So. Yes. 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 And I don't even know who the journalist he was talking about is. He said Josh Rogan's. He probably doesn't mean Joe Rogan. There's no. probably right. some journalist mm -hmm. named Josh Rogan. He probably writes a time for the Washington a post for the Washington. Fucking article for the Washington Post. Jimmy Dore is like decided he doesn't like him because he's a fucking sellout or whatever the fuck Jimmy Dore is saying these days. And that's what's going on. I don't know. You shouldn't fucking talk about like throwing journalists in jail for writing things you don't like. And what was he, what was the uh, reference that he was making? It's not like the Nazi salute. We all know what that is. What was he uh, equating it to? Uh, McCarthyism, like when they uh, went after the uh, the supposed communists during. So like, dur ah. Yeah, uh, during the uh, uh, height of the 60s and a little bit of the 70s, uh, there, uh, there was the Red Scare where the uh, uh, USSR was literally launching satellites into space and they were uh, they were developing atomic weapons during the time of the space race right, right. Yeah, it, we were doing all the same things it was right a, it was a big thing and we were also just terrified of communism spreading around the world and especially into the united states it's it, it's akin to uh, uh the uh the fear people have of muslims Today of Islam coming into the United States, you know what this was more. But they were afraid of other white people in this case, precisely because Russians are also pale. But it also gave a lot. It was they always liken it to the Salem witch trials, where if you got called in by a court to prove you're not a communist. One of the things they would do is say, "Okay, if you're not a communist, give us other people who might be." So then, how are you supposed to know who the communists are unless you're a communist right. yourself? Right, and then and then you would rat out, uh, you would give names just so that you would get the heck off uh, out of the hot seat, and ten of your best friends would be called in, and they'd have to give ten names. They'd have to give ten names. It was just and they and the target was entertainers. The, tar uh, the target of this whole thing was uh, uh, people that would speak out against what w uh, the uh, the establishment or make fun of uh, uh, politicians, make fun of uh, uh, all anything and everything that was considered to be the right American way. Right. Well, I mean, actors have a history of being spies and stuff. I mean, I believe I've heard that uh, Julia Childs was a spy for the uh, us during the World War. Ju uh, Julia Julia Childs worked uh, as a uh, codebreaker during World War Two. Huh. Yes, Interesting. but it, again, this was England. So hi, hi. Thank you for explaining the Red Scare. Uh, Dana, it wasn't 
even close to on anything close to the scale of the Holocaust. Like people's rights were infringed upon, but they didn't just take a bunch of people and throw them into, into ovens and, and torture them beforehand, making them do hard labor. That's what didn't happen. Right. And so that's why for fucking super smart political analyst on the Young Turks Network, which, by the way, I look a little bit upset with you guys over Jimmy Dore. Jimmy Dore needs to understand that there are degrees to which governments can oppress speech and oppress the people and killing six million people because of their religion or perceived religion or because they're handicapped or because they're gay is a lot different than throwing some people in jail and putting them in front of congress to prove they're not a communist i'm not saying that the miles different i'm not saying that you should do the second one it's just that i would if i had to pick a society to live in i'd pick the fucking second one where they're like yelling at everybody because maybe i could change their mind because they're not at the ovens yet right (laughs) (laughs) you haven't made your way under the cow car on the railroad had mccarthy had his way there would have been ovens well i don't know i don't know but i just feel like ropes or something i just feel like ever since then because of the soviet union being our um adversary in the cold war i think that collectivism can always be painted uh you not now you can punch the hippie and you're also like hitting a commie do you know what i'm saying but before <laughs> yeah. punching the hippie wasn't the same thing as punching a commie it's all it's all been it's all been put together and when it's the left mm-hmm. and they're like oh the left can't meme and it's like well no a fucking whoever worked for hillary clinton's campaign can't meme but check out like you know this guy that only has 80 followers on twitter his memes are funny <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's memes for everybody <laughs> So I'm memes for the entire class. I'm sorry I've played Jimmy Dore and um, it's a little early in the evening for this, but I'm going to play the best Jordan Peterson clip the media wench is ever going to hear. (laughs) Hi, So welcome, everybody. Um, Let's see how the Q&A goes. Oh, this is going to go great. Do you have any practical advice? Not be a professor. It's still on. It's just the camera. The camera turned off for some reason. Jordan D. Peterson. Do you have any practical advice? It's still on audio. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we. I have all this new technology here, guys, and sorry about that. It's still. We're still working out the bugs. I bought new cameras and new lighting and all of that, and um, it does strange things that we don't understand yet. (laughs) And so it looks like I'm back on. Oh, okay. What the hell is it doing? Dying. No, it turned it back on. Somebody says that this is the fault of postmodernists. It probably is. It probably is. I, I, that would be my guess. They're probably putting like some kind of electronic bug in my camera. I don't know why it's shutting off. I'll sort that out later. <laughs> is that your favorite Jordan Peterson? Did I do okay there? <laughs> All these websites are shilled. You made me like flip my head like back and forth like twice like a German Shepherd. I was like, huh? Like you weren't. He didn't say. And then anything. all of a sudden he's like, "Holy hell, Margaret!" And you're like, "Oh my god, what the fuck is he fucking?" Damn, he mad. He didn't say anything to piss you off though this time. No. I don't even want to do an impression of him to make fun of this guy right now oh, because you, do it, do it. Do you, do you give us your best Jordan Peterson impression. Talk about how you don't really like women and that they're communists <laughs> and that they're trying to destroy like universities. Women are trying to destroy. Oh, hi ho! The the postmodernist left agenda is trying to make us all feel like we shouldn't deserve uh, our, our, our success. So. Uh, and they're limiting our free speech, and our, 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 and they're making us do all the things, all the things, all the things. 
Iggy. So, so Jordan Peterson here is he's um, he's at the end of it, repeating that something that his his cohorts are joking about. Maybe the postmodernists have bugged our equipment, and he actually ran with it. Yeah, he might have been he might have been kidding. And I mean, you know what I gotta say? It's like it's like I there's there's part there's parts of that that i didn't play there's no different inflection in his voice if he was kidding <laughs> well and check this out there's always links in the show notes like we come with receipts like <laughs> if we take someone out of context and make fun of them you could write us an angry letter just don't threaten to kill us because we made fun of sam harris that what, was what like i want to see thing. is whether or not on this little webcam cast of his if he actually cleaned his room or not <laughs> that's all we have of him because i didn't really want to first of all like he just got mad at his technology and then it was over but secondly like i didn't really want to piss the media wench off or <laughs> or anyone who has a an aversion to this guy but i do have dude so if you guys remember that there was we played clips of the the trailer for a movie called god's not dead mm-hmm. yes and well it's the same people they're doing one about planned parenthood okay okay go ahead and play it abby johnson is in the other room here our first order of business is to present Planned Parenthood's Employee of the Year Award. Abby Johnson. There's a fire inside, you can feel this it is Abby. She's our newest volunteer escort. Abby, this is Cheryl Alessandro. I'd be the youngest director in Planned Parenthood history. You'll actually be in charge of the abortions at your clinic. I have a chance to make a real difference. No matter what you do for the rest of your life, you're still going to be a baby killer. The only thing that's changed is you, Abby. Can you even hear yourself talk right now about these procedures? These are little babies. I'm not going to apologize for doing a job that helps women in crisis. There's still a part of me that isn't sure. I know. But the one thing that all experts agree on is that at this stage, the fetus can't feel anything. Sorry to bother you, but they need an extra person in the back room. Are you free? Unlike all of the other fucking propaganda type movie trailers that we play, at least this one you can actually kind of sort of tell what the, what the movie's about all the other ones are just like do 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 guns and boop do boo glory and boop do america's god's country boom this is like baby killer do to be a volunteer escort i'm like that escalated quickly yeah and then he's like uh or the part when she told her to leave that was the part when she she pulls the lady aside and says, "You know that Jesus is going to kill you for killing your baby." <laughs> they just they just cut that. Anyways, they is there more the of this garbage? Okay. I saw it. And it was like it was twisting and fighting for its life. We commend the souls of these hundreds of children, and Lord, we pray to end abortion. I really appreciate what you've done for us. I'll not forget it. 22,000 abortions. How do I even comprehend that? Rough day at the office. You can say that. You're making a mess. To your dad and me, you are our baby from the moment of conception. We are paying you to be a perfect instrument of corporate policy. We are an abortion provider. I can't be a part of this anymore. Everything that they told us is a lie. Don't underestimate the repercussions of this. You gotta be careful. 
me tell you what's going to happen if you walk through that door. Congratulations. You've made an enemy of one of the most powerful organizations on the planet. You're not leaving Scientology. Yeah, God. This is a a right-wing propaganda movie that is also demonizing great big corporations, which are people. So corporations are evil people. Yeah. Yeah. All through that, I was like, that's what didn't happen. Yeah. That's dialogue that wasn't actually said between actual people. Yeah. Actually. 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 Actually, all these people are fake and none of this stuff happened. This is just some stupid propaganda made by a guy who was rejected by the uh, Scientology production team for Scientology TV. Oh, man. So there's just... I, I really want some of these protesters to actually actually, actually. walk in to a Planned Parenthood and witness or at least witness a, a, a session between some person. There are a surprising amount of things that are not an abortion happening inside of a Planned Parenthood at mm-hmm. any given time. Right. Like checkups for to make sure you are a healthy human being you know, because they provide that service for uh, women who might not have actually <laughs> like cardi b says so you can go get your pussy checked and your grandmama can get her insulin okay right. <laughs> well, planned parenthood <laughs> can't help with the second one but they can point you in the right direction because they're nice like that that's right. right all right so the opposite of that is this atheist uh, invocation it's uh, in the arizona state house and unfortunately the response from that one of their colleagues that one of their colleagues is trying to troll them mm-hmm. and that's what the, uh, the the headline said is that they're making fun of them but i don't think they did a very good job no fail troll. bring us the atheist take a moment to reflect on the wonders of the universe bask in the awe and magnificent magnificence of the diversity of nature look upon the soaring mountains the vast seas oh, yeah. the cloud-studded azure skies azure. ponder how living beings became so immensely diverse on our life-giving planet, how integrated and interdependent is all life meshed on our wondrous earth. Can we truly fathom the depth of the intricacies required to produce and sustain living beings such as animals, plants, microbes, the engines that support the survival of such diverse life forms on an incredibly insignificant planet, in an insignificant galaxy, in an insignificant corner of an unimaginably immense universe that may possibly be a single speck floating in a sea of universes? The wonders of nature dwells deep in the hearts and minds of all people living on this wondrous rock we call Earth, as it makes its endless journey around a life-giving star we call Soul. No matter what we may call it, 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 we give thanks to the awe-inspiring power of nature itself. So before everybody laughs, it's quite obvious this lady was quite nervous to give this invocation there, and she was giving a non-religious invocation. it was sort of spiritually, but she never uh, drew upon the supernatural right. to talk about anything. She just said, oh, well, the, the odds are against this. This is kind of fucking dope. And like whatever she was saying, uh, she was obviously very nervous. I'm guaranteeing she's not like usually speaking at the fucking state house, right? No. right? Carl Sagan is currently giving a standing ovation for this invocation. Right. She, In she, fact, it's the invocation of Carl Sagan. Yeah, it's it's period. It sounds like him. He's he was a better speaker, but he was also uh, TV like yeah. trained and shit, media trained. 
billions. And as, billions. as you were looking at me, I was like, I can't really say anything about this. There's well, <laughs> no, she she was nervous and she didn't deliver super well, but like it was better than most of the people who talk on this show. No, it was it was it was great, but there was no God. Like you were saying, there was no God in it. There was no like spiritualness, and it. it was just talking about your surroundings. I didn't have to tune out once because she mentioned Jesus. Right. This, this would have been a really lovely invocation, and everybody could have just been like, "Oh, well, thanks for giving yeah. your invocation." Except that, and then Representative Kavanaugh. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Uh, I rise to a point of personal privilege. Introduction of guest in the gallery, please. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Uh, I would like to uh, introduce uh, my guest, God. God is in the gallery, as he is everywhere. And the same God who, by the way, created nature, which purportedly created this tiny speck of a planet in which this tiny speck of a legislature legislates. Thank you. Thank you. Keep your God out of my statehouse. Joe, hand me the phone. Um. <laughs> no, hand me the whole phone. Hey, careful, careful. Uh, hey, the, the, that, uh, all the, careful, careful, uh, careful sending that thing down, man. The mics pick uh, all that uh, shit up. That's uh, what I want. Hold on. Yeah. Is this God? Uh, can you tell fucking Mr. Kavanaugh to like keep your name out of his mouth because, uh, it ain't, it just ain't, it ain't cool. Okay. And he's dumb. Thanks. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, put that phone down anywhere but this table here. That guy's an asshole. That guy's a total asshole. Like, couldn't you just let it be? Like, can't you just let that shit be? <laughs> no. Her thing was like, she wasn't even like, fuck your religion, fuck you, fuck your mama, Mm-mm. and her brother. Ew. <laughs> and, uh, Dude, I can see my dad responding to this. Wait a minute. <laughs> and he's major Bible thumper. And I could see him responding, but the only thing that would be different is I can I can visualize the vein popping out on his head as he's saying it because it bothers them so much to question. She didn't question what anybody believed, but he he perceived it as a question because that's what they do. Mm-hmm. She uh, she insinuated the universe was not created by um, mm-hmm. the uh, uh, some, cloud band, right? Yeah, uh, an imaginary <laughs> sky friend. Yeah, uh, so. Uh, Who's watching you twenty four seven? And on top of that, and not giving you healthcare while you shower and masturbate. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna start. Uh, I need to Have start abortions. this hashtag, but hashtag keep your god out of my state house. <laughs> I'd like to and point out house. we um, we discussed Tucker Carlson's latest uh, faux pas on the upfront, and I'd like to say that Tucker Carlson's rage and offense sounds a lot like the speaker Kavanaugh's rage and offense how dare you lift the curtain and show that maybe man created God and not the other way around yes mm, I'm gonna be Joe's hype man but then mm-hmm. God yeah. would be infallible so in our religious crazy in our religious crazy segment tonight we have Pat Robertson <laughs> 36 we had, we had crazy uncle pat on oh boy. it's been a while so you know crazy uncle pat it's hard to put crazy uncle pat even on the regular docket anymore because <laughs> shit has gone so sideways but here's crazy uncle pat this is like a bit of a throwback if you remember when trump uh, was running crazy uncle pat was a big supporter and he was mad that people were making fun of trump well we come full circle but well, when i hear uh people making fun of the president because he's doing his well, when i hear uh People making fun of the president. People making fun of the president. People making fun of the president because he's doing his job. It just makes me sick in my stomach because he's going to get the last laugh. He he is 
becoming a very responsible leader, and I'm delighted to see the, the initiatives he's taking. And the last thing we need to do is to make fun of the fact that he's acting responsibly and is going to make the best agreement he can get, and he's going to find the money from some other source to get this job done. But why does he want the wall? He wants it to protect America. Why would people make fun of him for that? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. First of all, you're supposed to be a man of motherfucking God. No, we've, we've determined in the earlier clips that that's not really a thing. Yes, I know. <laughs> but this is the character he's playing on TV. So he's playing this character on TV who's supposed to be a man of God. There are other men of God who have uh, asked to be saved uh, by Jesus and taken Jesus as their savior and do the whole fucking... Uh, stop, push, push. I know they're brown. I know they're brown. But... Um, th they live on the other side of where this supposed wall is supposed to be built too. So why is he like, I mean, he's an old man, right? He's, I mean, he could be a mummy and he could be just a reanimated corpse for all we know. But um, shouldn't he as a man of God be like cool with, with all of God's children as long as they have accepted Jesus into their hearts and maybe bought him in a, a friend of theirs, uh, a Jim Baker bucket of slop or something. As we noted uh, back in good old 1836, Mexicans didn't give a flying fuck about walls no. and took the Alamo down. Uh, 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 we still remember it to this day. Uh, uh, Trump, we remember it because we say remember the, the Alamo. Alamo. Yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, it's uh, a thing. It's because we're I Americans. Really we've forgotten. Walls no, didn't keep the uh, didn't kick the Mexicans out of their own uh, territory. Uh, ter <laughs> territory. No, great masses of armies did, uh, 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 which I'm not I'm not uh, supporting that. But you know what? That's history. So Pat Robertson, I think. Like, I think we've talked about this a couple times. Pat Robertson is not addressing a belief system. Pat Robertson is addressing an identity. He's addressing American Christian identity. If you're like, I'm an American and I'm a Christian, I can tell you a lot of what that means. And it doesn't mean anything having to do with no fucking Bible. So that's what who Pat Robertson's talking to. He's not talking to people who study the Bible and will like have you know, discussions about what Jesus meant in such and such a clause. He's studying the people that are like, I'm Christian, but I, I fucking don't like the gays. You know, that's, he's, he, he doesn't, so, so like, he's not a serious man of God. He's not having any conversations no. with any theologians at any university. He's not, he's none of these things. He's, 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 it's all identity. Nothing. He, I, I bet you know more about what the fucking Bible says than Pat Robertson does. <laughs> Pat Robertson is a uh, reanimated corpse dressed up as a cosplay religious man. He's always yeah, to me I grew um I grew up with, you know, 13 channels of cable and I um and a little bit more on the boxes. Uh you know, if you press three three of the keys and cord, you could get the porn channel unscrambled. But back to Pat <laughs> Robertson. You had he um he's had a long history of exactly this. It's a television ministry and it's he's just about providing the appearance of being connected to God and by that absolving his TV audience which is which was a foreign thing it's not even absolving his tv audience they don't believe they've sinned they want to be told that they're right and they fucking god agrees with them yeah, yeah. absolution that only exists within catholicism if you're a protestant like uh, mr robertson is you, you, you don't believe in 
absolution. You believe in all forgiveness. He's yeah. just going to forgive you. If someone asked him for absolution in a, in a fucking in an email and then like PayPal'd him fifteen hundred bucks, you better you better believe that Pat Robertson would give them absolution, <laughs> which is you very Catholic. I'm talking before yeah, the yeah. Reformation. Would, would he be selling Catholic. indulgences? He's he's a cafeteria Catholic, and by the, Pat Robertson is a cafeteria Catholic, and by that I mean he'll take the the the, the fucking cash register, the money out of the cash register at your 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 Catholic <laughs> mm-hmm. cafeteria. Yep. I'm sorry, we're gonna have to do Mark Taylor. Oh no, is this frequency? It's the guy with the frequencies. He doesn't say it at all in this clip, but he's on about the mass arrests again that are for not gonna s- happen about QAnon. Oh, he he has a new theory. Uh, sorry, uh, he has a new derp. You're going to see the mass arrest take place. Uh, now, when that happens, again, I don't have the details. God's not going to give us all the details. Oh, we just have to Lord. trust God's got a plan, and he does have a plan, uh, that these mass arrests are going to take place. Um, I've been talking about this. Even I, I was talking about the mass arrest before Trump got in office uh, wow. on okay. national television, where the Lord was telling me this is going to be mass arrests take place. Uh, I went public with it for the first time about the military tribunals that we're going to make. Um, when was that? So when was that? That I went public with the military tribunals for the first time on the uh, what was the election November eighth, yeah, two thousand sixteen. So it was no, the morning of November 9th was my first interview after the election because they wanted to interview me because Trump got in office, and I went public for the first time. I said, "Look, there will be military tribunals that will make um, uh, what the what the not the gosh I can't remember the name of it. the Nuremberg trials. Thank you, Nuremberg yeah. trials look like a cakewalk. Yeah. You're welcome. Uh, uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, <laughs> that will make them look like a cakewalk." And they really? were just stunned. Uh, nobody could believe me. Racist. Dude, believe okay. me, but I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But and believe historian, me. The more you're on the show, the more people misreference history is going to make you pull your face off. You know what the worst part's going to be is if, if you are if, if you stick around for two years, you're going to start giving us history lessons about the things we've already done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Second of all, is this and? the same bitch that interviewed the guy that fucking <laughs> that uh, killed his kids because he wouldn't give him fucking inoculus? Sounds like her. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. That that chick is like, she, she's like not Mark Taylor. I, you know what? If here's the great thing about this show is we come with receipts so you could check the post for this for the show notes mm-hmm. and you could find out who was interviewing him give us give us some information uh if you if you were to look into that and maybe a remote in during red light or something tell us who this lady that's interviewing mark taylor is um here's the next clip and i'm sorry and it's like nobody could believe that the mass arrests were going to take place well we're seeing mass arrests take place with the pedophiles you're just not hearing about it uh you know we've got the what seventy six thousand diamond indictments sealed indictments that we, we've oh, heard it's, it, it's coming D-class, but D-class. people have to understand there is so much taking place right now on a global scale that trump's having to deal with his administration's having to deal with it's yes. going to take some time yes, we've just got to be patient but we live in this microwave society because of these things right here it, we've got it. answers at our fingertips and they want answers right now and god doesn't work that way most of the time because he's trying to build our faith muscles, especially in this generation where we have all the answers at our fingertips, which was at our fingertips. And we've got answers at our fingertips and they want answers right now. And God doesn't work that way most of the time because he's trying to build our faith muscles, especially in this generation where we have all the answers at our fingertips. We can hit a button. and I have an answer. Well, it doesn't work like that. That's not going to increase your faith. And what God's doing right now, he's increasing our character, our integrity, our, because you know our, our character walk is huge right now. You're you're seeing the character flaws come out in people. Uh, those who are truly a part of of a move of God and who aren't, whether you're evangelical or whether you're not, doesn't matter. God's going to expose the the character corruption, 
And that's what you're seeing taking. That's what we're seeing taking place right now. Oh my God! So many things. First so- of all, <laughs> uh, God is not going to do the thing that you need Him to unless you really pray for it. But then, if you really pray for it, then you know that God is going to have to have you do it for yourself. But God will be there, and God will do the work for you. But it'll be you, maybe or not. But or- it might be Him. But maybe not. But we live in a world where we can get answers immediately for the press of in a world where you can get answers immediately by the press of a button. God tells me exactly what he wants to be doing right now, but he doesn't really work that way because that's faith. We have our faith muscles. We must flex. Faith muscles. <laughs> <laughs> I flex in the gym of the Lord. Have, haven't you guys seen that T-shirt? There's a God's gym. There's God's gym. Yeah. There's God's gym. And Fucking oh my gosh! Wait, wait, it's oh, not are, Gold's gym. No, it's there's God's a, gym. There's a Gold's yeah, gym, but, but there's but, also God's gym. It's yeah, a, see, it's on Broadway in Oakland. There was a. Uh, I'm not on the series. Oh, good oh Lord. man. I don't I don't know what it was. I grew um I grew up in an area that was very very churchy. And so every cool t-shirt that that was out in the 80s and 90s about 6 months later the t-shirt presses would crank out a church version of same. So there's a Gold's Gym, right? He's holding a big barbell full of weights. And then there's one that's God's Gym and it's uh, you know a, a buff Jesus. Yeah doing push-ups under a cross yeah if i could only be as cut as the catholic jesus on the cross holy so, so right, right yeah so, so hold on hey, jesus. hey if there's if there's someone in the world i'm gonna have to put a stop to this if there's someone in the world who screams youth and sexual desire it's frank once he does his little focus groups on cnn he's youthful and sexually desirable and he's going but only Whatever. once. And I hate to admit this, if you're a young person and you tell someone of the opposite sex that you're a socialist, you're much more likely to get some action at the end of the evening. Why? Because being a socialist in 2016 among college kids is really cool. And that ought to frighten you. Because if it's cool today, it's going to change American politics tomorrow. Dude, this guy's this guy's like, oh man. For the, for the God that tells, that does and doesn't tell us what to do, hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want the to get laid. No. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so in, the, in order to get okay, so in order to get chicks, you have to be a socialist. Wow. Okay, it's no, like no. that that old school song. I wish I was queer because I could get chicks instead. <laughs> it, it's it's like I, instead like I wish I could seize the means of production so that I could get chicks. I, honestly, <laughs> I could go out if this is true. Then I could go out to any bar and talk to any uh, young college girl and say I was a socialist before it was cool. Would you like to hear about my income redistribution theories? <laughs> <laughs> you like rub a cherry on your lips and shit. I mean, what's, what's, what's what do you think about that universal health? Really, what's really going on here is that Frank once is like this crusty old sort of center center right establishment figure thinks that he sounds smart when he says that kids are doing this to try to get laid. Kids are doing it, but the diff the thing is that like <laughs> even if if you're like a brochalist who's just doing it to get chicks, isn't that way better than being an incel? Like. On like the the hierarchy of like kind of shitty dating Raise behavior. Raise your tax bracket with a brochure. So back in the day, let let's just think about this: who got who really got more chicks uh, uh, back in the uh, Nixon era? The uh, was straight with the higher deductions and lower back tax margin. Oh, good lord! <laughs> it, 
I'm just going to say that the rest of the night. Oh, good Lord. Uh, the hippies got they the fuck hip- on. Yeah, the hippies got more chicks uh, than the uh, the straight-laced Nixon wannabes uh, uh, because, well, you know, I have to wait till marriage. I have, I, have a, I have a quick I have a quick reason why this might be the case, and it's always been the case. Women skew to the left compared to men. So mm-hmm. men who skew to the left are going to tend to have more kind of ideologically in common with women. And if they want to get their fuck on and they don't like like leave a fucking giant fire behind them, they can get their fuck on with all the women they want because they're like, oh, I just wanted to let you know that this is just for fun. Let's get our fuck on, but I might fuck your friends. And, the you know, it's fine. Yep. And then the conservative guys are like, oh, I can't talk quick enough to do my Ben Shapiro, but it's like, oh, you're a doctor. Let's get married. I can't have sex with you until we get married. <laughs> and like, that's not hot. And then you end up getting in bed with them on your fucking, on your wedding night and they have a micro penis. But it doesn't. Yeah. If the women tend to be more on the left, because like when you look at women tend to vote for Democrats more than men, men tend to vote for Republicans more than women. So it doesn't surprise me that women tend to be attracted to men who are on the left. Because women tend to be to the left of men. It's, it's mm-hmm. not fucking... Yeah, no, it's not it, rocket science. Right. It, it, it's uh, also uh, the fact that... You know what? Forget it. Where is there a clip to play or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got more. Um, ooh, we're almost out of here. You want to hear some guy walk off of his own fucking podcast? Yes. This Do is it. Steve Schmidt. Especially He's, if it's Steve Schmidt. This is Steve <laughs> Schmidt. He's the advisor for um, that guy. Uh, what's that guy's name? Uh, fuck. Oh, it's uh, Howard Schultz, the old the old Starbucks guy. He also is like, is he a former Clinton advisor? Is that right? It doesn't oh. matter. It doesn't Who's matter. Steve he, Schultz? Yeah, he, yeah he, Steve he, Schmidt. Steve Schmidt, he uh, headed up uh, John McCain's uh, presidential campaign. Oh, is he one of these never Trump Republicans? He's n- no, he's not a never Trump Republican, but he also, I mean, he he might have been in a former life, but now it's, he's in a former life. Is he hashtag resistance? He's hashtag resistance. Has he done an FBR party? He's not, but he's <laughs> he's a he's a regular contributor on uh, on MSNBC, MSNBC on, on everybody's show, not just fucking. So. I'm going to wait till, so we're going to vamp until uh, and historian fin- finishes going to the bathroom. Um, Steve Schmidt is the guy that uh, when they said, hey, we need to find a running mate for John McCain and they like. He picked he, Sarah Palin? He did. He okayed Sarah Palin. He went, he interviewed How her. How do you okay? He went, because, <laughs> because right after, no, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Right after. Right after she came off of that one like super hot speech that she did whenever she was like when she was riffing and she was kind of on point and uh, not I'm not I'm not saying to us I'm saying to them she was on point <laughs> to those crazy people and she was reasonable enough and then once she got what the pressure got to her then she really started to unravel because she couldn't hold it up but he like he went and he saw her give a fucking big speech as governor and and he liked the idea of, of a republican woman and and all this fucking bullshit and then because <laughs> he's a conservative for the same reason that fucking men women are attracted to liberal men steve right. schmidt is attracted to conservative women right but he, it didn't take him very, very long to realize that she was batshit crazy and instantly. I, so, it's the I regret this instantly thing, like really made him flip the fucking yeah. So here's him on his own show talking to I think his co-host or his producer. I mean, I am, I am the host and the producer, so fuck his show. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he's talking to someone associated with his show, and this is the best thing ever. He does he really mean? that a tax on incomes 
over $10 million at 70%, which is widely popular with the American people, is ridiculous? Is that an adult conversation? Yeah, I think he thinks it's ridiculous and it's confiscatory and that it's yes. anti-growth. That would be his point. What is, will Derek Jeter or uh, another athlete not hit another home run because they're going to get taxed at 70? What's the economic behavior that he thinks it's anti-growth other than his own pocket? Adam, this is bullshit. I'm, I'm not <laughs> Steve, you got to answer the questions. You got it, Steve. I'm not. How? <laughs> fuck awful. you, I'm out. <laughs> That's his podcast. Too. <laughs> He's got his name on it. You wait, this is your show. It's, it's like, like but you're guy, the manager. The, the other guy asked him a question. He was like, How is this gonna impact growth? And he said, Derek Jeter makes over ten million dollars. Is he gonna hit one less home run because he like got taxed at seventy percent over ten million? Like, cause it's it's an absurd proposition that it's gonna stop anybody from doing anything. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh no, I only have three million dollars to work with. Oh, what am I ever going to do with my life? I'll have to unbuy one boat. Unbuy one boat. I would personally, you know, thinking about it, if I was a baseball player and I would hit more home runs thinking if my money was going towards the people around me. That's, I don't know, that's just me. Maybe I'm not a fucking capitalist or whatever, but. Well, no, no. maybe the the taxes from your income went directly to paying for a public stadium, not a privately owned stadium as they are today. It's owned by the city. You mean like San Jose Stadium instead of fucking, you know, Kool Aid Stadium or or Kleenex Stadium? A Kool Aid would be a much better steward of like the community than like a Facebook or whoever is going to put there. would be a lot cheaper. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. But you may want to question what's in them once in a while. Right. I know. At some point, bit. the Kool-Aid man's going to bust through somewhere. <laughs> I'm, Ooh, like three, yeah. I'm like three stops away from the 49er stadium, oh. and my uh, my blue jeans still ain't any fucking cheaper. All yep. right, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast version of this show. I'm going to have to close this out right now. Uh, you can support the show at patreon.com slash echoplex. If you're listening live, if you're still listening live, uh, hang out. Um, Put a napkin over your drink.
my, 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 my,